Citizen Critic is a production of iHeartRadio and Double Elvis. His wine list sort of runs the gambit, so it's... Yeah. So there's like really... Hey, wait, it runs the what? The gambit? The gambit? I'm sorry, no. <laughs> what? It's, it runs the gamut. Runs the gamut. The gambit. G-A-M-U-T. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> All right, well... <laughs> Agree to disagree, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) On this episode of Citizen Critic... In honor of the impending reunion of the comedy troupe Kids in the Hall, we look back at their 1996 masterpiece, Brain Candy. The film causes one user to roll over in their alive grave. And several Amazon users of a placebo pill report mixed results. It feels like it's 72 degrees in your head all the time because this is Citizen Critic. Welcome to Citizen Critic, the podcast where we critique the critics and review the reviews. I'm Scott Janovitz. And I'm Greg Conley. Greg. Damn it. I, that still sounded weird to me. I might change my last name. I'm Greg name. Conley. And I'm Greg Gregerson. <laughs> I and Greg <laughs> Gregerson on the weather. <laughs> so how's your quarantine? It's fine. This is pretty, yeah. it's normal life for me. <laughs> it's I'm right, but I'm, not everyone. I'm else. I'm leaving the house slightly less, less than more? I used to. Oh wow, yeah, slightly less. Yeah, um, because my family's home. I only ever had to leave before to get my family. <laughs> it's a fair point. Yeah, um, it's you know, it's boring. You know, Shonda was saying this <laughs> earlier. She was like. I feel fucking bad for anyone I ever said, no, I don't want to go and meet you for a drink. Or, right. No, let's just cook dinner home tonight. Right. I don't. She's like, I'm, I'm never going <laughs> to. I'm like, yeah, nope. So I, I just want to go out, you know, be served, essentially. I'm yeah. like, I want a bartender make me nice drinks. Yeah. I want to eat, you know. Yeah. See, I'm used home to this. Home cooked meals are nice, but, you know. This is my normal. <laughs> And this literally, you've been living in a pandemic. I have. This entire, your entire adult Finally, life. You've been, my time wow. has arrived. There were doomsday preppers that build massive structures <laughs> and stock up on things. I've you been mentally preparing. Bored. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, oh, someday, someday the world is going to come to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You uh, never would have put money on that working, but congrats. It worked. Thank you. <laughs> uh Today we're talking about the Kids in the Hall movie, 1996's Brain Candy. One of my favorite films. Yes, uh, a longtime favorite, a cult favorite. For anybody who hasn't seen this movie, it's about a scientist who's working for a giant pharmaceutical company. Um, a little bit like you, Greg. <laughs> it's pretty much exactly like <laughs> Not a giant pharmaceutical company, but... So he invents a drug that cures depression. Um... And it's a huge success. Him and his team. 
He you and cannot his team, discount yeah, his team. They invent uh, this drug. Uh, and it's referred to mostly through the movie as the drug. The drug. Um, yeah. It's a huge success. He becomes very famous and celebrated. And but meanwhile, the company is handling the drug kind of irresponsibly and pushing it out and, and before it's ready. And then they try and make it over the counter. And the drug reaches into your brain chemically <laughs> and zeroes in on your most favorite memory chemically <laughs> and locks you in on that memory chemically chemically <laughs> so you just remember She's, your most favorite memory um so the drug gets pushed out before it's ready and uh all that and and all uh, uh, after a bit there are all these unforeseen side effects where the people get kind of locked into that memory and are basically in comas uh frozen in in their happiest memory and uh, hilarity ensues. Uh, the kids in the hall have <laughs> just announced a reunion. They're doing a limited series on Amazon. Amazon. Prime. This will be interesting. How, yeah. See how this how it ages. Sometimes things don't age so well. So like things like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you can't expect it to have the kind of the fire of the original. That's always the case I, with these things. I expect it to. Otherwise, I will be massively disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I felt that way about the Mister Show. Uh, reunion yeah. that they did for Netflix. Better I, Call I, Saul. No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, so it was just called With Bob and David. Yeah. Um, and it was very funny. You know, it doesn't have the same kind of. No, of course not. Uh, I mean, intensity. also we don't either. Yeah, that's part of it too, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like yeah, we're older and uh, <laughs> things are less uh, awesome as you get older. <laughs> Spoiler alert, that is the biggest, that's the that's biggest the truth, one. man. It's why people still love the same, the, your favorite music in the world is the music you loved when you were young, no matter what you might think of it, you know, objectively later. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's the same for anything, I think. So with these things, even if it were as hot, this comedy as it was <laughs> back then, I don't think it would be land the same for us. But we're yeah. going to find out with the Kids in the Hall series on Amazon. We are. Um, when that comes back. I'm not sure when it's coming, but it's coming soon. What we're going to do is read a review of Brain Candy uh, for our feature presentation today. Feature This is a review by our friend Chris Hicks from the our Deseret News. Friend. Our Freaking old nemesis, Hicks. Chris Hicks. <laughs> He's not a nemesis. He's uh, he is now. <laughs> um, uh, I'm guessing this is a negative take yeah. on the kids in the hall. So Chris Hicks is the guy who wrote <laughs> in this same paper the review of Casino that we uh, dissected for that was, yeah. uh, our, our probably episode three, I think. So here it is, Chris Hicks uh, from 96, his review of Brain Candy in the Deseret News, Utah's Deseret News. Yep. There's always a risk in roasting a movie like Kids in the Hall <laughs> Brain Candy. <laughs> okay. All right, well, we know here where we, you stand. Here we go. 
I am about to roast this he movie. Comes, it's, this is not a neutral figure right here. He's coming no. in hot, saying no. He's he's telegraphing right away. He's gonna, <laughs> but also giving himself credit that he's about to roast it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Brain candy might not recover from I this got review. Some, uh, I got some clever zingers in this review, so <laughs> you might want to buckle up, folks. <laughs> I mean, in a way, he might have won. They didn't do anything together for several years. <laughs> Yeah, then this was the reason. Reeling from this review. <laughs> Movies like this are so self-consciously hip and so self-righteously smug that any negative review will automatically be dismissed by those who simply view the critic as too old, too conservative, <laughs> or simply too unhip to get it. Yes. So listing out all the reasons why the cool kids aren't going to sit with you at lunch. Chris yeah, he's, he's given himself an inoculation in the first paragraph. I, I don't he's know. He's like, all that... the shitty things you're going to say about me. <laughs> I don't care. Defense right away. <laughs> I don't know that the kids in the hall were the cool kid clique. Um, no, certainly not. I guess, <laughs> I guess their comedy, the, the comedy of kids in the hall was hip. And when you compare it to like, um, Saturday Night Live of this time. Right. It was extremely edgy. Oh, Extremely yeah, yeah, experimental. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Compared to its, its you know, Lorne Michaels. Yeah, well, this is a Lorne Michaels yeah. production we didn't mention. Right. Lorne Michaels was the, is the guy who produced Kids in the Hall while he was doing uh, SNL. Also the CEO of Rora Tour. Oh, yes. Lorne Michaels. Very much ba- base, his, basically Mike, Mark McKinney's impression of... <laughs> Uh, Lorne Michaels, right. and in a way close to Dr. <laughs> Evil in that same way. Hey, a little bit, yeah. Right. So right. Hicks, I, see again, I still kind of feel bad for Hicks because he's just like, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. I don't get it. But you know <laughs> what? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so self-righteously smug? That's so ridiculous. It's not a it's, smug movie. No, it's not. It's a all. joyously absurd movie. <laughs> So let me say up front that while any or all of those criticisms may apply in this case, the fact remains that I do get it. I just don't like it. (laughs) I don't think you get it. I get it. (laughs) I like that he's absolutely slaying any potential disagreement or criticism to his own writing immediately. It's like going out to a bar and meet women and being like, hey, look... (laughs) Say what you want to say about me. The fact remains, I am handsome and likable. You just don't get me. <laughs> it's just walking up to her, asking her if she wants a drink. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> you're boring, unattractive, boorish. Right. I drink too much. But <laughs> I smell bad. Just a, but the fact remains, I disagree. My mom I likes don't me. don't care. I guess that's a way. If you really want to be right, that's a way to go about it. <laughs> just in, yeah, just inoculate yourself right up front. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is really the worst kind of criticism. It's like just man, man, just fucking take a stance and stand by it. Don't, yeah. don't give yourself, you know, this whole precursor. A Canadian quintet of male comics who think they're Monty Python, but who lack the wit or style of that groundbreaking <laughs> comedy troupe. The kids in the hall are certainly. Anarchic. As opposed to any other comedy troupe since fucking Monty Python. Everyone wants to be Monty Python. They're brilliant. Monty Python inspired a generation of sketch Yeah, of course. (laughs) Sketch Uh, comedy. It says here, the the biggest Python similarity is that the kids, quote unquote, also play female characters in drag. Oh. 
It's like, no one's yeah, done that. Uh, I agree. <laughs> that is the biggest Python similarity. So why did you just say that <laughs> they think they're Monty Python? Shouldn't there be yeah. other similarities? Also kind of what happens in sketch comedy as well. Like Dana Carvey doing the church lady. Yeah. You know. But while these, again, quote unquote, kids like to describe <laughs> themselves as having a quote unquote edge. <laughs> wow. He loves boats. Yep. They haven't learned the difference between being edgy and being sleazy. This is irrational. I think that, yeah, I think. I think he doesn't like the um, closeted homosexual character. That one might have been chin music. That right. might have been a little bit too close coming in hot. Yeah, I think he's going to get to that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Again, as I said, this is not a movie for everybody. But hey, look, you're reviewing it. Understand that it's comedy and that not all comedy is going to be for you personally. <laughs> right. And if you're going to say it's sleazy, think about what that word means. The cheap sex gag has always been the easy gag, so to speak. <laughs> wow. And in brands, <laughs> you shouldn't buy cheap sex gags. You should <laughs> invest in high yeah. quality uh, sex the, gags. The, you got to get those, <laughs> those balls that are made of hard rubber that go in the mouth. <laughs> the cheap gag has always been the easy gag. And in brain candy, at least, these guys more often than not go for the easy gag Albeit with a homosexual twist. <laughs> God damn it. Four of the quote unquote kids. Okay. <laughs> quote unquote. You Stop. Know, we know they're not kids, Stop. man. Come Stop on. it. Spoiler alert. They're adults. So-called kids uh, oh. collaborated on the screenplay with Norm uh, Hiscock, an off-screen writing veteran of the Kids in the Hall television series. David Foley was apparently too busy starring in the hit sitcom News Radio. <laughs> Apparently, he was too busy being a big star yeah, oh, to big be shot. in this big Hollywood movie. <laughs> and this is the second film after the equally lamentable National Lampoon's senior trip for director <laughs> Kelly Macon, also was, a veteran of the Kids in the Hall series. That was series. a bit lamentable. <laughs> I, know, I, wouldn't, I would not know. <laughs> I feel like I saw it once because I saw National Lampoon's and that's what made me realize that's not like the stamp of excellence. No, <laughs> I think there was a movie that I wa I, I was I was disabused quickly of National Lampoon's is not the stamp of excellence. Yeah, yeah, because it was National Lampoon's Vacation. Yep. And after then, after like Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's was just like licensing right. out the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, together they have attempted to make Brain Candy something more than merely a series of skits tied together to showcase the boys' multiple character talents. It, what it is is everything is tied together, but like I was saying earlier, the thread that binds the, all these things together yeah. by what does he say about like they're good skits? What does he say at the end? Yeah, well, let's let's take a step back here. Anybody <laughs> who uses the word skits to describe sketch comedy, I feel like I said that earlier. What's the proper nomenclature? Sketches. Sketches. You can't trust a critic. <laughs> Or apparently a podcast host. Well, whatever. I mean, you know. Who calls them skits. <laughs> see that skit on SNL the other night? You know, I, I, I still say that. A skit? I, I think I do. I don't know. Oh, Greg. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm so confused. A skit it's is a... something that, you know, the student council does at your college orientation. <laughs> okay, so, you know, like Mr. Show was a show of sketches that were tied together. <laughs> Right. Kids in the Hall Brain Candy is not that. 
It's not no, it's like a movie. Loose, it's it's <laughs> yeah. There's a plot. There's a thread. Yeah. There's a couple of sort of off the wall like little moments, but that's the brand of comedy that we're dealing with. You know, it's just absurdist kind of. Yeah. Uh, and the result is more a movie movie. More a movie than I imagined. It's more a movie movie than might be expected. Uh, but it still contains an awful lot of skits or <laughs> or a lot of awful skits. You be the judge. Oh, wordplay. Uh, uh, wordplay. An awful Chrissy. lot of skits or a lot of awful skits. <laughs> Good one, Chris. Oh, God damn it. Chris Hicks, is- man. He's special. The story, set largely in New York City, is built around the development by a nerdy scientist of a wonder drug, an antidepressant that locks the brain on the individual's happiest memory. As you might expect, the the initial result is that those who take the drug go from being depressed and downbeat to being happy and generous, and the world becomes a better place. (laughs) Generous. Generous. I mean, I think just happy. I think generosity comes from happiness, probably. Uh, but of course, a downside is right around the corner, a side effect that causes users to become comatose. In and around this, the film lampoons celebrity worship, daytime talk shows, big business, drug abuse, closeted gays, uh, gays who are in denial, TV award programs, those who demand <laughs> instant self-gratification at all costs, suicide, cancer, and much more. No yeah. holds barred here. <laughs> yes, it's sick, twisted, and silly. Huh. Sick, twisted, and silly. Yeah. And it's all played very broadly in an off-the-wall style. And there are some undeniably clever set pieces here and there, but most of the time, it's also extremely tasteless. At various times in this review, he has admitted that there's brilliance and quality moments throughout the movie. 45 minutes of nonstop laughs. (laughs) But that's not enough. Yeah. The other 17... Not as good. I, I didn't. I could. I, I was in the bathroom. I was in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, but most of the time, it's also extremely tasteless. Yeah, I mean, oh, he says here. Grant, granted, tastelessness can be funny, but oh. these guys revel in being nonstop in your face, <laughs> yeah. tasteless at the expense of humor or insight. I think for him, tasteless means different things than yeah, it means for I think other people. I think you're right. Yeah, I found a good review by a user on Internet Movie Database. IMDb. IMDb. One out of ten, this is. This is from March 2007. 2007. 2007. First of all, let's just... a long just, time ago. That was a full 11 years after the movie came out. Right. <laughs> Kids in the Hall were not in the, in the news anywhere. It's just 2007. No. Someone stumbled across and was like, no. Fuck this. No, this, I need to speak out against this movie. Internet! <laughs> Internet, are you there? Hear me! It's me, Margaret. <laughs> I have just returned from the roof of my house where I finished <laughs> delivering the following tirade. Article 1. <laughs> In the year of our Lord, March 2007... <laughs> This, the title of this is 
sub-amateurish, non-talented, and puerile. <laughs> okay. Uh, this says a one because there's no way I can rate this a minus 10. <laughs> it's just, That's a new one. That's kind of a new one. I mean... It's usually I want to rate this a zero or could, <laughs> if I could give this no stars. All I, I want to give this a minus the 10. The only thing I ask of people is just respect the rating system that you're yeah, given. Man. We're all working in the same system. Here. <laughs> like one, whatever ridiculous number you can think of. Right. One is that. Like right. one is the lowest you can That's go. It. One. Yeah. Why a minus 10? <laughs> like, Why not minus a yeah, million? Minus, maybe minus a million. You see where this can go, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. I can only rate this a minus 50. I wish I could rate it a minus 75. You give them a minus 10, they're going to want a minus 50. That's true. Give them a minus 10, they can take a minus 50. That's that old saying. Uh, <laughs> this is my favorite part. Though alive, I was figuratively turning over in my grave every time. <laughs> what the? Though, though alive, I'll concede. <laughs> I was alive. We did not need the update, sir. I was figuratively <laughs> turning in my... It's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what? Turning over in your grave can only be used in relation to dead people. I don't only. think it's fair that you have to be dead in order to use rolling over in my grave. Yeah, turning over in my alive grave. <laughs> that I call life. This is a very goth review. It's so unfair. Though alive, and you also don't need to put though alive. <laughs> no, we got You could that, just say, actually, yeah. stupidly, you could just say, I was figuratively turning over in my grave. We know that you're alive and not in your grave because you wrote this review. <laughs> and if you're not alive, tell us who your killer is because you certainly didn't die from natural causes. I know, I know who killed Somebody me. Somebody killed you. Tell us who it is if you're dead. Only yeah. if you're dead. Uh, can you send a message to my loved ones? I didn't like brain candy. But that's all you have to say <laughs> from your wow. message from beyond. Do you love? Did you love your daughter? Did you love your son? <laughs> I have to talk about no. brain candy. <laughs> Figuratively turning over in my grave every time someone likened this thing to a Monty Python show or oh. movie. Oh, oh, oh boy. I like the funny walks. You stop comedy after funny walks, skit. Every Sketch. time. I just said skit. Fuck me. Skit, you Whatever. fucking dummy. I don't fucking know. You're just as bad as Chris Hicks. <laughs> so this guy was turning over in his grave every time. Anytime. Anything. Whenever he encountered some comparison, how often does he run into people? Uh, three times a day, someone talks about brain candy to me. <laughs> The Python writers, performers were all brilliant and could skewer society and culture. Hundred percent, either with a broadsword or a stiletto. Mm. Uh, let me just say though I, about the Monty Python thing, the comparison. Um, they're very good at skewering a lot of things. Most of the the things that they skewered, not all, but a lot of the things they skewered were like absurdities of history. And they also skewered, obviously, like modern day stuff too. But it's like, yeah, politics, yeah, yeah, yeah. politics and society and culture. Like, like what, the guy says, that's what people. That's what they do. That's also what gets like. I is it is the contention of Chris Hicks and this reviewer that Monty Python? They got it. They covered it. You don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, no more. <laughs> it's, we've done it. 
Monty Python, that shit was very often extremely broad and not not really culturally uh it wasn't pointed critical. towards the time it wasn't like current affairs like right. it wasn't like pink floyd you know <laughs> <laughs> naming names <laughs> this Maggie! song is for margaret thatcher in case you can't tell by the lyrics <laughs> we can tell by the fucking lyrics man you're talking about bacon and maggie yeah. and god damn it um if there was a god of comedy, <laughs> bolts of lightning would fry the people for uttering the heresy of comparing them to Python. If there were a god of comedy, there's not. <laughs> but if there were, yeah. Though alive, if I were dead, <laughs> same thing. If there it's were. all hypotheticals. Yeah. Anything this amateurish and unfunny makes me either reach for my pistol, walk rapidly to the exit, or push the off button on the remote in an excessively heavy manner. <laughs> These are my options. I'm going to reach for a fucking gun. Okay. Walk rapidly to the exit. <laughs> or push the button on the remote hard. God almighty. Who's I he going to the... shoot with the six shooter? He's going to blow a hole in the remote. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to pull an Elvis. (laughs) Or he's going to leave fast. Yeah, or just walk walk out. Aggressive. Like, so if he goes to a a sketch comedy troupe, an improv troupe in his city, he brings a gun. If you see me walking quickly towards the exit, thank your lucky stars. (laughs) The other option was six shooter. Give me an emotion. Your emotion is rage. <laughs> uh, actually, I disliked this movie so much I wanted to do all three things simultaneously. <laughs> what? Wow. Walk to the exit, shooting push the, the off air. button, firing as I go. I think that he would stand up quickly from his seat, take the remote, throw it in the air, pull the yeah. six shooter as he's walking to the exit, shoot yeah. it like a skeet. Yeah, that's what we call a Tennessee jeer. <laughs> Tennessee jeer. <laughs> Throw the remote up into the air, fucking shoot yeah, yeah. it to pieces. Yeah. While walking out. Yep. Kids is the absolute bottom of the comedic barrel and could be the worst comedy in motion picture history. <laughs> <laughs> that is inaccurate. Maybe there is a God after all, because some force has intervened. And determined that they will never make another movie. And so thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Muhammad. Thank you, Vishnu. Thank you, Buddha. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron. L. Ron. Uh, I have one more review uh, of, by a user of this. It's a short one. It's a Rotten Tomatoes user. This is by Brandon S. Uh, <laughs> it's from 2009. Don't trust you, Brandon S. One of the most absolute epic fail terrible movies I have ever seen. Never again will I sit through this piece of shit. (laughs) Suicide crossed my mind at least 10 times the first time I ever saw it. The first time. So, wait a second. So, the (laughs) entire entrance to the film. Okay. I get it. I saw this movie and thought about suicide 10 times. And apparently watched it again at some point because I referred to this as the first time I ever saw it. Oh, he's seen it multiple times. 
Despite his warning at the beginning, don't watch this yeah. movie once. No. Uh, that's the end of that review. Oh, that's it. These are citizen critic reviews. I found some reviews of a placebo pill on Amazon.com. This is a, a brand of placebo pills called Honest Placebo Pills. I, why, why are people selling placebo pills? <sighs> what kind of pill is that? It's drugs. Nobody needs placebo pills. It's I don't o- recognize that It's pill. only for people to be bad people. It's drugs. I'm taking drugs. <laughs> Listen to some of these reviews of the placebo okay. pill. Again, this is called, these are Zebo Honest Placebo Pills. <laughs> Zebo. This is one from 2019. It says, my bothersome symptoms appeared to be unaffected. It was almost as if I was taking nothing at all. <laughs> we have all the information in our hands. Just Google what placebo <laughs> means or bing it. Even bing <laughs> will be is- like, placebo means there's no shit in it, man. I know that one. Trust me. <laughs> I walk out Fool of me that, seven times. I walk out of that test trial. Uh, this other one just says, <laughs> totally doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> this is like uh, Brendan Fraser in the in the movie. I think I'm in the placebo group. <laughs> My face tells me it's sugar. Yeah. Um, here's one. This is from John in 2017. The bills do everything I promise, which is nothing. I purchased them in the forlorn hope that they would fool my demented wife that they helped to relieve her chronic <laughs> pain. Both okay. <laughs> 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 so things can be true, but the bill does nothing. And your quote unquote demented, demented wife. wife, it was in immense pain. <laughs> relieve her chronic pain. No, didn't. I didn't expect much going in and I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> you fucking animal. You are the demented person, John. <laughs> My wife's demented, babe. Oh, this poor woman. They should they should send somebody uh, to they this person's should, house. They should. We need a we need a wellness check <laughs> over at John's house. Oh boy. Oh, uh, he bought her the placebo <laughs> to fool her. I mean, she's in, just the very... He doesn't. He, he doesn't say that her chronic pain isn't real. <laughs> he just describes her as demented, and then says she has chronic pain. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say that any human being that's ever bought the placebo pill yeah. is going to hell. They are not good people. Yeah, you are. Uh, you are unless you're a like a prop master on a set. <laughs> exactly. Unless you need a exactly. prop. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, you are a terrible human being if you're buying the placebo. Yeah. I thought you said you had a headache. I did, but it feels better now that I take that pill you gave me and I drank a bunch of water. <laughs> you fucking fucking liar. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> this is another citizen's arrest situation. This this whole thing might be a trap. For these people. It should. These people might all be in jail. be a trap. Yeah. Hey, honey, uh, uh, a package came for you. It was filled with placebo pills. 
I don't know what kind of fucking shit you're running in this house, but fuck you. It's a box of placebo pills, a length of rope, a bag of lye. Uh, here's the last one. Five out of five stars. Oh, well, okay. It's a good one. Is it me? Did I leave this? The title is, no. <laughs> the title is, when you put it by the garage door, you drive over the package. Ridiculous. <laughs> See. And then the review just says, you dropped it off by the garage door again. Wow. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> this guy does 40 out of his garage. <laughs> Runs over anything in his path. Fucking <laughs> lays on the horn as hard as he he's does, hitting on the gas, the accelerator. In he does neutral <laughs> drops out of his garage. <laughs> Well, I just... Uh, I, just demolishing I, his again. mailbox packages. Just check first. <laughs> Open the door. He just sits there. He has music blaring out of his car. He kind of over his shoulder does the garage door opener and just yeah. revs the gas <laughs> for like the three minutes it takes for the door to slowly open. <laughs> He's playing Journey, just blaring. <laughs> that was by Gigi. Oh, Gigi. Five stars. I just I clicked through on Gigi. Gigi. Gigi loved uh Kleenex hand towels. <laughs> Fantastic product! Buy it! Awesome! Fantastic! This is the best product ever! I absolutely love these! What are you wiping off? Is it Gigi Allen? <laughs> yeah, it might be. <laughs> Whenever I'm on stage wiping, smearing myself and shit, blood and shit, I love to wipe down with some Kleenex hand towels. <laughs> <laughs> I found some reviews of penicillin. <laughs> we beat penicillin. <laughs> I just the thought that it wouldn't even occur to me that anyone would ever review fucking penicillin. <laughs> These reviews, I, I, it just, this is just revealing of people's stupidity. Uh, yeah, listen <laughs> oh to this. Oh my god! In the middle of a pandemic, I really need, to, I really need to understand what people need to think about fucking penicillin. Yeah. This is this is not going to help you, listeners, get through this pandemic knowing that these are the kinds of people. Out well, there. you listen should know that they're going to be the first to die. Hopefully, certainly. This person for sure. This is a, a review of penicillin for pneumonia. This had no effect on my pneumonia. I was worse after two days. <laughs> <laughs> two days. <laughs> I took penicillin for two, two, days, two days and it did not work. It's not a goddamn boner pill. <laughs> like, I gave it a chance, Greg. <laughs> two days. This person took it for strep. I took one pill. <laughs> Hours later, began cramping and having extreme pain while urinating. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. The feeling of having to urinate would not stop. Couldn't sleep. Began bleeding while urinating during the That's night. It's not penicillin. First time that has happened that to me. It's not, <laughs> not the penicillin. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never take this med again. Symptoms <laughs> disappeared after 12 hours. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're going to want to take fucking penicillin Keep again. on taking it. I, I mean, you know, it's 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 disheartening as a Those, as a scientist 
to kind of hear people, yeah. you know. Us being in a pandemic, <laughs> the fact that this is what people think their medical <laughs> knowledge is this. You take a one <laughs> pill of penicillin, and if it doesn't cure yeah. your infection, well, didn't work. You did not read the instructions, sir. That is not how. Or listen to your doctor who prescribed Not how it. biology works. Or have a basic understanding <laughs> of how antibiotics work. Yeah. They had a great slogan. Compact. That's all. <laughs> Nothing else. Like, what? That's an aggressive slogan now that I say it. Compact. Compact. That's all. Nothing else. I don't remember that at uh, all. I'm going to have to Google it. Because <laughs> now that I say it, it's, it's entirely too aggressive. I cannot find a compact. That's, that's all. all. Nothing else. I swear to God. Comtrex. Comtracts. That's all. It's a uh, cold medicine ad. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking brain is broken. Comtracts. That's all. Nothing else. <laughs> and if you take anything else, we can't be held responsible. <laughs> what happened to Comtracts? That's not even. That's a- all. That's all. <laughs> That's all. That's Nothing all it else. does. If you take an aspirin with it, are you sick? Your eye will bleed. Take the contracts. <laughs> it's going to make all. you better. Nothing well, what else. else does it do? That's all. That's all. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is such a great fucking slogan. <laughs> well, is it going to get me high? No. No. What the fuck? <laughs> do not. I swear. Do not is take anything make, else with this drug. Will it make me drowsy? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's sign off. Uh, join us again next week for another exciting installment of Citizen Critic. Uh, we hope that this um, <laughs> uh, experiment where we're recording remotely worked for you, the listener. Yeah, so follow us on Instagram at CitizenCriticPod as usual. And if you could leave us a a rating on Apple iTunes, that would help us a bunch. Uh, Make sure you subscribe. And uh, we're going to talk to you next time. Very soon. Hopefully you stay safe and stay healthy and wash your hands and all that. (laughs) Stay home. Stay home. Stay home. Wash your hands. I don't wash my hands at home. (laughs) I don't bother. I don't wipe anything uh, down here. It's like, look, we're we're yeah, cloistered it's fucking here. dry we're, skin. Like you gotta, yeah, yeah let's you gotta not, moisturize. Let's get a moist wash, then moisturize. It's a lot, but just try not to kill your parents or my parents. Yeah, let's not let's kill just anybody. let's fucking stay home. Let's just borrow from my favorite murder and say, uh, <laughs> stay healthy and don't kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. Citizen Critic comes to you from Double Elvis and is executive produced by Jake Brennan of Disgraceland. 
it was created by Jake, Greg Conley, and me, Scott Janowitz. I also composed and recorded the music, and I engineer and edit the show. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.